Oh, do I love a Cavalier cigar. And we met the guys from Cavalier at the Premium Cigar Association trade show a couple years back. We thought we had stumbled upon, well, the best kept secret around. Uh, they're, they're not so much a secret anymore. But yet so many people don't know they're there because so many people are still stuck on the same old, same old. There ain't nothing wrong with brands you know. Dear Lord. Try something. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and this right here. The Cavalier Genevieve. Or is it Geneve? Not Genevieve. It's Geneve. I pronounced it wrong. It happens sometimes. This is the U.S. regional exclusive. We're smoking the Toro right here. Fingers Malloy. Six by 54, which means it's six inches long. <laughs> Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, really how thick it is around. Tee. Again, with the laughter. Now, if it's a 64 ring gauge, it's a full one inch around. So when we talk about mouthfeel and ring gauge, this is really the top of where I like to be. In that 48 to 52, I'll go to the 54s. After that, it starts getting a little silly for me. It's, it's, it's not a, a comfortable feeling. This cigar right here is a beautiful San Andreas wrapper. Now, there's been a lot done with the San Andreas out of Mexico over the last couple of years, bringing that sweetness, a little bit of, of chocolate notes uh, to it, almost overdone in a way. But I like what they did here with Connecticut in the binder and a filler that's a little bit of everything. It's from the U.S., it's Nicaragua, it's Honduras, it's the Dominican Republic, and the feel of this cigar in that dark chocolate and its oil and grit, and it's that is a great great feeling fingers Malone. yeah i dare i say that the uh, when we talk about hand feel that this is perfect perfect yeah. weight uh everything about it is 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 darn near perfect now that that gold diamond leaf that's there can throw some people off if they've never had one before uh have had had a cavalier before you can smoke the gold leaf yes it's a, so it's this gold diamond leaf that is inlaid into the cigar i've had some people say they think it it, it offers a, an odd taste they, they don't like it i've said some people like myself say i never even noticed i've never noticed that before never even noticed now this is the regional exclusive so uh sebastian over there at uh cavalier has been selling uh worldwide uh, for years but really now making the push into the US and one I mean his story is so fantastic this guy went to Honduras walked in I forget the factory oh it's killing me walked into the factory was like yeah I'd like to learn how to do this <laughs> and that's how he got started that's an unbelievable story that is risky crazy incredible stuff and what he has built is some really Really nice cigars. Now, we're just lighting up here. We did a straight cut on the cap. The foot is a, a standard, simple foot straight across, not shaggy, not a perfecto or anything like that. Coming uh, to a point, lighting this up and taking those first puffs, fingers, Malloy. That's where you're at right now while I'm lighting this thing. What do you got? Well, it got a little bit of uh, pepper right off the bat for me. Uh, there's some earthiness to it, a little bit of coffee. Uh, I've smoked... <laughs> One or two of these already, and oh, I, is that right? Yeah, I, I've got to tell you, I, I got a guy who, who hooked me up, uh, and uh, I really enjoy this stick. Yeah, I I enjoy uh, them. Now, one of the things that we are very much watching in the cigar world is what about what's about to come. You know, fingers. Uh, last week was discussing, and you can catch the podcast. You can find it on all the podcast platforms. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. 
was discussing last week that the UPS strike seems to have been averted, a deal between US, UPS and the Teamsters. The reason that matters so much is that you would have had the online cigar sales come to a screeching halt. I'm a guy who believes in the shop. We talk about it often, supporting the mom and pop. But man, there are lots of places in the country where there isn't really a shop that has the full breadth of what it is you're looking for. And so people order online. I don't want to deny those people. And certainly I want them uh, to, to look for this. But one of the things that's coming with cigars is that to tobacco is becoming more expensive. The rolling's becoming more expensive. The shipping is becoming more expensive. The boxes and the cellophane are becoming more expensive. And some of those smaller brands are going to have a much harder time competing. And they're really going to have a hard time competing for shelf space in the shop because they may not have the product to deliver. And a shop is going to say, well, I need things in the store right. in order to sell. So I got to go with this one or that one or the other one. Cavalier really feels, and I'm going to share my interview with Sebastian uh, coming up. Uh, fingers, uh, we're going to put that together. He feels he's got it. He's not concerned. And I actually, you know, very often you'll hear people, they'll always talk of a game, right? Everyone, sure. Oh, everything's perfect. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, we got this, we got that. Especially at the PCA in Las Vegas. Right, right. <laughs> Everyone's talking big. I, I think that Cavalier has got it covered. I think that while maybe there might be an issue with a facing here, right, a certain size here or, or there, in the main, he feels that he's grown smartly enough not overblown that he's going to be able to handle the orders and make sure that the cigar is there. This is where our fear is that a lot of guys may not have that managed well. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point about some of these boutique cigar companies. If if they do lose some shelf space in the brick-and-mortar humidors because of these supply chain issues or other issues that we've been seeing, uh, will they be able to get it back? If, if a, you know, a big boy swoops in and takes those takes that space away uh you have to worry if, if this is going to be an issue moving forward for some of these boutique cigar companies now smoking uh this this is uh from cavalier cavalier uh geneve uh this is the u.s regional exclusive that's san andreas mexican san andreas wrapper six by 54 you want to get your notebook out what did you eat today what did you drink today we got a slight bit of humidity humidity here in, in Indianapolis, but nothing like the heat that we had last week, that, that the country had with the heat last week. Um, you want to then break it up into thirds, first third, second third, final third, right? Break it up in your head and write down the, the, the flavor profiles you get from each third. Then when you check that cigar out two or three months from now, four or five months from now, you take the notes again, you compare the notes, you see the through points, the through lines, and that's your palate. That's what you get out of the cigar. Uh, there's a very, very slight pepper for me. What I am kind of amazed by is right off the bat, we're only in the first third of the cigar, the first couple of puffs, it is smoking outrageously clean. Mm -hmm. Like, it's freaky. So clean refers to the fact that there is no massive hit right off the front. There is nothing that is sticking uh, to the cheek. The only thing keeping on the tongue is is the pepper. It is It is a very easy tobacco, as opposed to, for example, Tobacco Forward, where it's really right there, and I happen to love Tobacco Forward. Um, I'm, I'm finding it amazing how simple it is off the bat. I do not believe it'll stay that way. I believe it will grow, but it, it's, it's, it's almost off-putting that it's <laughs> right there, easy. Yeah, what's, what's weird about it, and in a good way, is you get that pepper, 
it's it's not a pepper bomb. It's uh, it's a little bit more than subtle with the pepper, but it lingers on your palate. It stays there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, changes as we get into uh, the second and final third. I'm looking forward to it. I have real faith in Cavalier. I have real faith in what Sebastian has done. Now, is this in our humidor? We will get to that. Also share the interview with you. This is Cavalier, the U.S. regional exclusive. We are smoking the Toro, which is a 6x54. It comes as a Robusto. It comes as a double Corona, 7.5 by 52. That's a good-sized puff. We'll talk more about it. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz, and that's Fingers Malloy. We are smoking the USA regional exclusive from Cavalier Cigars. Had a chance to sit down with Sebastian of Cavalier. Talk about, honestly, how business is going for an upstart. They've they've been around for a a few years, but still, you got to fight through it. You got to build your way up. And how do you do that right now with so much competition? sat down, smoked a cigar, and spoke to Sebastian of Cavalier Cigars about how business is going. So Sebastian is Cavalier Cigars. We met Sebastian three years ago at this show. It was love at first sight. And then I met Sebastian. It was the cigars I fell in love with, people. Don't be silly. It's it's easier to fall in love with the cigars than me. I can tell you that. Um, But there were very few things that from the first cigar I was like this this is worth my time this is worth my money I do search it out I was on a road trip to, to Nashville we stopped in Louisville at a cigar lounge and I found the box of the USA exclusives uh, the, the, the the black USA exclusives um, yeah the OG's the, yeah, right don't exist anymore so if you find some of these get jump them. on them yeah it's going to be some of your last opportunities to do now so. three years ago it wasn't this wasn't you just starting in cigars but it really seemed like this was, hey, now it's time to break out and grow. Your time, I believe, was in Honduras. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're a guy who you went down to Honduras not knowing anybody, saying, I want to learn about cigars, and found your way into, into doing it. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, that's the thing, right? You, don't, you can't think too much about it. You kind of have to, if you want to do it, just get dedicated, do the things, take, take the actions, right? Take the risks, yeah. just do the stuff. But, yeah, no, it wasn't the first year or anything, but... We we uh, because because I didn't come from this industry I didn't have the knowledge of this industry and and we did some mistakes early on I mean mm-hmm. not mistakes in cigars or stuff like this I think we've been you know decent with this and we've been really respectful about tobacco and everything but but mainly on the structure you, you, there are things you do that you you don't know how to do and you take some decisions and just have to learn from it so we had to come back about three four years ago uh, as if we were starting from scratch yeah well it, it's. Very people who own businesses understand. People who don't own uh, own businesses think a mistake is a killer. Mm. What was the learn? What was the thing that you learned? You were like, okay, here's where we have to change what we're doing, whether it be what you're blending or how you're sharing the story. Yeah, which one well, was it's, it? No, it was it was how how to I mean how to port certain markets, including the U.S. Right? There is one thing that I was born and raised in Switzerland. Um, I first started that business, started that business on the European side, and the, the way the rest of the world works is absolutely different from how the U.S. market works. And and so I, I thought I could adapt the the way of the rest of the world to the U.S. and it was a mistake. It just mm-hmm. didn't work. Um, the reality is the U.S. market wanted us or needed us here and dedicated to what we we're doing, 
and we learned our mistake. And we, so we, it we wasn't about what you were blending. No, no it was no. about how it was being, how actually how it was being, being sold. Market. Yeah, how it was, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That that was really it. Um, and and you know you just you go through the motions. You kind of learn learn to learn through your mistakes and, and take different decisions and and rethink a little bit and we went from trying to do it you know through someone at distance to okay we understood that we need to move to the US and we moved to the US and that, that's pretty much it started from scratch don't get me wrong the first couple of months I was really asking myself what did I do right <laughs> I was like I'm gonna live under a bridge like really really close really fast I was it was not it was ugly it was let me tell you it was ugly but you know you start with a zero customer list nothing Nobody, we had had a whole year break in the U.S. and no cigars in the U.S. market for a year, no customer list. Where do you go from there? I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's going to be rough. And 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 you just, but the reality is, you have to persevere. You have to go and go and go, and things take form. It's not it's not that complicated. You just have to take the risks. One of the things that seems to now be different, as I'm looking around and uh, what we're sitting be right in front of. There are so many more facings, so many different cigars. I mean, you, you had uh, the, 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 the white, you the had white, the black, yeah. the black Viso 2, uh, things like that. So, uh, there were a couple. There were like three or four. Yeah, now, were, now yeah, I'm looking around. Dude, what the hell? This is nuts. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's. How many? How many total different we're styles here? Facings, different facings. I think we're somewhere around 40. 40 different products. Yeah. It's, uh, we That's what's necessary these days? I don't know if it's necessary. I think it, it, it plays, it has a purpose. Um, but I also think that it's part of our approach to cigars. I mean, it's, it's everyone has a purpose and a reason of being and has a message behind it and, and um, is an expression of a time in my life with cigars. It's really what it is. So necessary, I don't know. Right. Uh, it works for us this way, so it's okay. But it's it's more of a personal decision than something else. Now I want to talk about what we're smoking here: regional exclusive United States. Um, as always, that is perfect construction. Look at that ash; that is glorious. Talk to me about what we're smoking here with this regional exclusiveness. Is only available in the U.S.? Yeah. So. Um, Regional exclusive, you were talking about the USA exclusive, the black box, right? That was the original cigar. What happened there is um, we have the black two, and it kind of created confusion um, to the consumer. Okay. People really had difficulties differentiating one from the other, whether we're smoking, whether we're looking at. And um, I'll bring the market. Uh, the the mic as close as I can. So what we what we figured is we were working and we've been working for a while on a couple of regional exclusives, including one that we're actively pushing to release, which is a limited release for Switzerland, which is the regional Switzerland, which is a 109 in a different blend specific to Switzerland. I think it's a pretty pretty cool project. 109 being sizes you really don't see anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so this one was the original. Uh, the seed of the process the USA the regional exclusive coming from the USA exclusive at the time um, is the seed of the regional part of our portfolio it has been re um, worked visually completely from scratch 
uh, you have something much more high-end, a nice box, sturdy box. The bands are very much more traditional. There is it's, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of edginess to it, but much more traditional. Um, the cigar still shares the same wrapper as the original USA exclusive, which is the San Andres Negra. Um, uh, basically, Maduro San Andres. Um, tobacco, I just love. I just love that. I just love that tobacco. We process it. It's something very special to me. But the, the big one of the big keys and problems that the original USA exclusive had is it didn't use any US tobacco in it. So you think about the US with its history about you know tobacco, growing tobacco, etc., etc. Um, we figured when we went through the process of redoing it um, that we now had the ability to source Pennsylvania. Okay. And so I decided to work with Pennsylvania, and I think the final result is pretty interesting. You have Depending on the sizes, we have a petite Robusto 4x50, we have a Robusto 5x50, a Toro 6x54, and a double Corona 7.5x52. I nearly missed that one. <laughs> um, the smaller sizes have inherent sweetness to it, but they have a little bit of a more like grainy flavor to it, where the bigger sizes, like the Toro and the double Corona, have more of that dark earth, the texture to it, the mm-hmm. sweetness. Um, the coffee, the roast, those kind of things, uh, and I think it's interesting to see how the blend actually evolves in different in different uh, vitolas. And I really think that the Pennsylvania blends in beautifully with the San Andres. Actually, when people want to find Cavalier cigars, where do they go? Their Online. local brick and mortar store. Their local brick and mortar <laughs> store. You should always be buying local if you can. If oh, you can. It's always, always. But if they want to see you online, where do they go? Google. <laughs> the man doesn't I'm know not, his own website. See, no, no, no. Yeah. So, eh, so it's Cavalier Cigars. People. So the, the, our website is there. We're actually redoing it. We're updating everything. Uh, it's you. It's pretty much you. It's been something that uh, we should have done, and you know, you postpone sort of things. So we, you find us on our website. But don't get me wrong, we do not sell direct. So right. if that's what you're looking for. Google. If you want information, find us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We appreciate that. Facebook is there, too. And the website is there for information. Yeah, Just that easy. Sebastian, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate you stopping by. Stay tuned. We have much more to get to. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So is it in your humidor, Fingers Malloy, as we smoke the Cavalier USA Regional Exclusive? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy. Find it. Everything, the podcast, the videos, the reviews, the crazy articles, all of it. Be part of the Eat, Drink, Smoke Lounge at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Smoking this cigar really into the first third of this regional exclusive, the San Andreas, the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. How fast are you smoking, fingers? You just put it down in disgust. I'm uh, not with yourself, not with the cigar. No, I'm midway through the the second third of the cigar. I need to slow down. Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Connecticut in the binder, a whole mix uh, of fillers. The question, fingers, always. First, how are you enjoying it? What flavors you're getting out of it? As you're in the second, third? that pepper is still there. There's uh, some coffee for me, and there's a there's a sweetness I can't quite put my finger on. It is a remarkably subtle cigar. Yeah, more so than I thought. It's actually as I thought. The tobacco is growing a, a little bit. The pepper is sitting on the center of the tongue. The things that I was expecting, some of that coffee, some of that chocolate, is actually a bit subdued. Which makes it a cigar that would probably go with any drink you have. With an espresso, with a bourbon, with a rye. I could actually, I think, pair this with a red. 
uh, with, with a wine and, and, and get something out of it. It's not as full as some of the other Cavaliers that I have smoked. It'd be a good morning cigar, don't you think? Oddly, yes, because it doesn't look it. It doesn't look like it would be. You'd be like, no way, it's too big, too strong. Not in the slightest. Now, for you and I, we always have to temper those things. We do this for a living, people. Right. Uh, but really, super enjoyable, and I have not touched it up once. The construction on this is nuts. Is it in your humidor, Fingers Malloy, for $11.50 yes. a stick? <laughs> yes. Is that right? Yes. Is that right, Ed McMahon? Yes, you are correct, sir. Um, this is an easy, easy cigar. Of all of their cigars, this might not be the one in my humor. Really? I'm, I, it could just be today. I'm looking for something a little, with a little more richness to it. Okay. Right? Is this cigar right for a lot of people? Absolutely. I think someone who is just building their palate might appreciate the ease of this smoke, the perfection in, in this construction, how, how that draw is, is dead on a perfect. Admittedly, I cut a little more into mm-hmm. the cigar than I would uh, other times. So I cut, you know, when, where the cap is, I usually cut shallow and fingers cut shallow. We like to bring it in, intensify it just a little bit, not with a V cut, which literally cuts a V into the cigar. That'll intensify it a lot. Uh, but I cut a little bit deeper into uh, the cigar on, on this one. But it's smoking beautifully. I'm just, there. there's, I want a little more tobacco. I would love to have a little bit more of that coffee uh, feel. What I'm getting now is a very light tobacco, a little bit of that pepper. There's almost a, 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 almost a hay feel going on, actual hay. Um, I, I'm liking it. I would smoke it again. The price point doesn't bother me at all. The flavor profile, I just want more. I want more. Now, you, you're just getting into the second, third, so maybe some things will change for you. For me, price point, it's a great price. I feel like it's a good stick to start off the morning, you know, Sunday morning before a football game. Uh, the construction, it's, it's fantastic. The feel in the hand is darn near perfect. Uh, like you said, haven't had to touch it up. It's been a low-maintenance stick. Eleven dollars a stick, eleven fifty. Yeah, it's in my humidor. Eleven. Oh, at eleven fifty. Yeah. For for this. Yes. All, all, yes. I I totally get that. I'd have a cup in my humidor just to have them, and maybe I'd feel differently on a different day at a different time of day. Uh, right now, I man, just just I, I want I want something a little bit bigger, but that's a personal thing. Sure. Uh, more more than anything, it is time, fingers, Malloy. As we know. We usually do news of the week, but we didn't get to news of the week because we were sharing the interview with Sebastian from Cavalier Cigars. I wanted to get into a football story. Oh, okay. Because football is super, super weird right now. The sale of the commanders, and now they might change that name again. Then you have the whole running backs drama with Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. And is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Are running backs actually worth it? Then there's a story about your Detroit Lions. Forward down the field. Where the head coach, the head coach. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell wanted to have, he's the coach of the Lions. (laughs) He wanted to have a live lion on the sidelines. What? (laughs) Why? They're the Lions. Now, I remember seeing really old 
NFL Films footage of them having a lion on the sideline way, 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 way back in the day. And it may have only been for one game. I also think I remember seeing a Bengal tiger on the sideline for the Bengals a long, long time ago. I'm not saying it was every week, but listen, if the Denver Broncos can have that horse run across the field after every touchdown, why can't the Detroit Lions have a lion on the sideline? All right, I'm, I'm asking you. I'll answer the question. I've put no thought into this whatsoever, but allow me to answer the question. It's a lion. I'll have a leash on it. Oh, I'll go to PetSmart, get themselves a leash. A leash, you yeah. say? Have you ever been trampled by a horse? They're going to order online from Chewy.com, are they? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Ah, uh, as long as they're going to have a leash. It'll be trained. You know what? Crisis averted. Listen, live a little. What's wrong with having a oh, live line? Oh, with a live line on the sideline, living a little is all you're going to yeah. get. <laughs> 65,000 screaming fans around. I'm sure that the lion will, will play nice. You, no, no, won't. You have, you have him on a leash, and then right next to him, you have a guy with a chair and a whip. Apparently, that's a thing. It's when they used to have uh, animals at a circus, for some reason, they had a chair that they would they would point at the lion, and the lion would behave because the, the guy had a chair in his hand. So what would really help the image of Detroit <laughs> is have some guy with a chair whipping a live yes. lion yes. at a football game. Yes, absolutely. See this? See what we're doing to this lion? That's what we're going to do to you Vikings. I don't understand you. I don't understand this. And as, as Dan Campbell says, uh, the, the league frowns upon uh, this kind of thing. The no fun league. But the owner was totally for it. Absolutely. Because it's ha I'm telling you, I bet if I got on YouTube right now, there is a fo there's footage of a lion on the sidelines of a Lions game. But it, it was a while ago. It was a simpler time back right. when kids could play lawn jarts uh, out in the in the middle of the jarts? yard. Jarts, yeah, I called them jarts, darts, lawn darts, lawn, lawn, lawn jarts. Yeah, there's jorts, jorts, which are jean shorts, and then there's lawn darts, which I I just want to say for the record should absolutely be legal. Yes, lawn darts should be legal. It was fun. It was fun. You could play lawn darts, and then you could go in on Sunday and watch the Detroit Lions play, and there'd be a lion on the sideline. You really are a man of nostalgia, aren't you? You have to think back to the past uh, glowingly if you're a Lions fan, way, way, way back in the past. If I hire a coach, mm -hmm. right, I, I hire myself a new coach, mm -hmm. and the coach is like, look, I'm thrilled to be here. I got a great scheme for the offense. Before anything, <laughs> what's your thoughts on a Lion? <laughs> I fire that coach. You're not serious. Oh. You're n he's not serious. It's crazy town. I don't think that was number one of his restore the roar plan. Listen, this is my plan. Step one, wide receiver. <laughs> Step two, lion. I don't Step think three, profit. <laughs> yes, I don't think that was the way it went down during the interview. But let me tell you something. If you're a Minnesota Viking, a corner, and you're looking to cover a wide receiver on the outside, and you look to your left, and there's a freaking lion sitting there, it may distract you a little bit. Just a little bit. The dolphins are going to bring a dolphin? <laughs> There'd be a tank, right? <laughs> yes. yes, I knew that was your dolphin impression. I just decided to, to brush right, <laughs> right, right, right over that. A horse is different than a lion. Says who? You ever been trampled Biology. by a horse? 
You ever been trampled by a horse? No. Have you? Oh. The wild horses around Saginaw growing up. I don't even know why it's crazy. Lions fans are weird. I believe that's the takeaway. Charging team that will not yield. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Barbecue Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit, is now available at Amazon.com or our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. The whole world of doing barrel releases in bourbon has reached this incredible fevered pitch where it doesn't matter how large or small the group is, they have something exclusive to them. Their exclusive barrel pick, their exclusive creation of, well, name the bourbon or name the whiskey. The people at Costco, Kirkland, they've got their own bourbon and people love it. The people at Total Wine, they've got theirs as well. This is Bondstone. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, Bondstone Double Oak Bourbon Whiskey, aged a minimum of four years, Fingers Malloy, 45% alcohol by volume, so it is 90 proof for those of you playing the, the home game, and it is true. You see so many of these, and I am amazed at how well the barrel picks do in stores, whether it's a small uh, uh, liquor store or it's it's one of the biggest chains out there like a Total Wine, which is, is not a sponsor of ours, should be not a sponsor of ours, just you can't not notice that they're there. They they see a lot of, of opportunity in this because what they see is, hey, we're doing something special for our customers only, and it's a reason why you should shop at their store. People are always looking for something exclusive. You know, it's something that uh, they uh, cannot uh, always find everywhere. So if you, you hear something like that where it's like, oh, it's only available at, say, Total Wine, or it's only available at Costco, that does have a draw for some people. A, a, a lot of people. A lot of people. So we wanted to check this out just to kind of see what it is that they're doing, how it is they're putting this uh, to, together. Um, so when it's double oaked, right, they move it from one barrel to another barrel to bring more of the wood into the actual juice. So bourbon, of course, is 51% corn. That's the law. You want to learn all about how bourbon has to be made? Check out our book, Let's Go Bourbon. Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. Uh, it, it's a fine-looking uh, bottle. It actually looks kind of sturdy. Uh, the look of the bourbon has a... Um, it, it's like it's like a dark honey, not necessarily a copper. It is more honeyish, golden than it is red right there, and a very very easy, easy nose fingers. Malloy. Yeah, that is simple. There's some baking spice, some oak. Uh, 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 really, a classically bourbon kind of kind of nose, not overly pronounced. Uh, but but nice. Don't get me wrong. Not getting any vanilla or caramel off of this. Uh, Not really. There's no ethanol alcohol on the nose as well. Uh, you have to get your nose in there. You know, there's there's some uh, you know bourbons that we've tried in the past where you, you could get that glass within uh, six inches and you already start to get something on the nose. Not that is that is a very very easy nose. We're using the Glencairn glass. Uh, it's got a foot, and then it bows out, comes back in. You can really 
kind of get your nose in there, really get a, a, a sense of those flavors. You're able to move it around, really get a look at it in the light. But Fingers Malloy, I, I got a question. Yes. You ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all week. We do it neat and then decide whether we are going to bring it to a big rock or add a little bit of, of, of water, maybe some, some ice chips. Doing the Kentucky Chew is Fingers Malloy. You move it around the palate, get a feel for it. Sometimes you want to take two sips. The first one to really set the taste buds, it is the second sip that really gives you an idea of the flavors. Fingers Malloy, what do you think of the Bondstone? Kentucky straight double whiskey, bourbon whiskey, double oak. So uh, a nice little sting on the tongue that lingers a little bit of gentle warmth in the chest. Uh, that spice is still there. There's oak and maybe a touch of honey. Just a touch honey. of honey. Yeah. It's got a honey look, honey in the flavor. Yes. All right. I'm going in. I'm going in, fingers. He's going in. Going in right here for the Bondstone, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, double oak. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. Mm. The Kentucky Chew. The Louisville Lip. The- All right. It's actually, it's actually a little more spice. There's, a, there's definitely a, a heat. Um, you can actually feel it going down on this one. A sitting uh, upper center chest is a little bit of that heat. Um. Yeah, so so the spice radiates through the tongue. And there st- is stays there. There is an oakiness, which is is nice. Ah, the honey. I I don't know. I'm getting much less of of that sweet because what's happening on the tongue, which is now turning a little bit bitter in the finish. It's it's it it kind of it it doesn't it doesn't fill right. It thins it thins out. Um. That's a very simple bourbon, but for someone like me who likes a little bit more of an oak front, mm. right? When I'm doing bourbon, I, I I like that. That's not bad at all. That's that is I take that back. That's solid. That is a solid, simple, old school bourbon. That's what you expect. I'll right tell you, there. it really has a, a dry finish. It didn't take me long at all to grab my water. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it leaves you. It, do, it does Parched. dry out uh, right there. But what, what, I, what I definitely would say in its favor is that it's classic. It is cla- it's, a, it's a little spicier than maybe a, a... I don't even know if it's a little spicier than a classic bourbon. But it fits all that profile. But it doesn't have the, 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 the deep caramel. It doesn't have Mm-mm. any of the vanilla. Mm-mm. So really, it's, it's oak spice. That, that touch of sweetness to me is a honey... Uh, I don't know if it's spicier than uh, some of the other bourbons that we've tried that has that spice, but what that spice does is it really lingers on the palate, uh, which is nice. The question is, is this in your liquor cabinet, Fingers Malloy, at $49.99 a bottle? Uh, No, it's not, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) I'll just just do it right now. This is in your liquor cabinet at $34.99. Yeah. There's the difference. That is, that that's that's the answer. It's totally in your liquor cabinet, thirty four ninety nine, because you're like, I can do so much with this. I wouldn't be afraid to pour this for the whole table. I could do old fashions out of this, although you may want. But you've got you've got you know the cherry in there, so you you might be able to make up that sweet in another way. But fifty dollars, you start to get into. Well, what else should I be looking at? Right. 
fifty dollars is like, well, don't I want what I really want in all of the flavors? There's something else out there. That's the problem here. It's not that they've put out a bad drink here at Total Wine. They they haven't. Bonstone Double Oak Bourbon definitely brings the oak. Has this spice, which isn't to me. It's not cinnamon. It's a little bit more robust uh, than that, and a little less heat uh, than 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 a cinnamon heat. Um, it's missing that vanilla. It's missing that caramel, which you would want, right, to kind of more even this out. And that's why I can't bring myself to forty nine ninety nine. But it's a nice sip. It's a solid bourbon. If you see it on sale, you grab it. I just think you know this is a value conversation once again. Uh, uh, correct. And, Holy. Uh, but do you feel that there's going to be a value when you put it on a cube? Because I'm going to move it to the cube. But it, it it does have a little bit of working for it in, in, in the neat form. It does. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'll put a couple of drops of cool water. You'll put it on a cube. See if that brings out some sweetness. Maybe it'll take out some of the, uh, you know, it'll temper some of that baking spice. Be interesting. Yeah. The Bondstone Bourbon Whiskey Double Oak. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. It is just that easy. Drinking the Bondstone Double Oak Bourbon, the Kentucky Double Oak here. This happens to be one of those kind of barrel select kind of things they do over at Total Wine. Lots of people doing that. Small liquor stores, large groups across the country. I just moved it. To a cube, a 90 proof here. It was a, a good amount of oak, and there was some, some spice to it, but none of that vanilla and caramel that you would get from a more classic uh, bourbon. Thought maybe bringing it to the cube, you added a little bit of water to yours, uh, fingers malloy, maybe open it up, maybe get some other flavors. Taking the sip right now, and that's what water does. Water brings down the proof, right? It's the only thing that can bring down the proof, but also opens up your bourbon or opens up your rye or your whiskey, whatever it is. And you get different flavors, different sensations. Fingers? Oh, I like that a lot better. It really? brought out, uh, it brought down a little bit of that baking spice. Brought out more oak, and there's a there's a sweetness to it. I thought it was kind of honey. Now I'm starting to gravitate towards vanilla. Uh, it's sweeter with some with a couple drops of cool water. Tony put his on the rock, and he's doing uh, the Memphis Munch. As we speak. Yeah, so on the cube, it's a fuller piece. The water definitely did help. The The heat is still upper center chest, for sure. You do feel it going down. Um, don't get me wrong. It, it, it's a good drink. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's fine. 50 bucks, forty nine ninety nine is the uh, MSRP there. That's the issue. The, the, the forty nine ninety nine. I just think it's a little too high for what it is. If this was 35 bucks, we wouldn't be having that conversation. We'd be saying, this goes in the liquor cabinet. That's my issue. I think that if you are a customer of Total Wine and you're there on a somewhat regular basis, I think you keep your eye out for this and see if it ever goes on sale. Because I, I think you're right. This is all about a value conversation and and not the necessarily the juice. I'd it's like, a solid bourbon. I'd like a little more vanilla. I'd like a little more caramel. Right? It's got the two tones. It's got the heat. And it's got the oak. Those are two fine tones. I'd like to see that vanilla caramel, that whatever that whatever you want to call that sweetness. I'd like to see that more come into play. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very fair. And at thirty five dollars a bottle, I think that I would I would definitely have this in my liquor cabinet. At forty nine ninety nine, you are actually thinking about it. And we are smoking from Cavalier Cigars. We are smoking the U.S. regional exclusive. We're smoking it in the Toro size. 
six by 54. Maybe it's me. Look, it's smoking beautifully. It is, the construction is wonderful. That Mexican San Andreas wrapper uh, is, is holding perfectly. But I'm not getting the sweetness I normally get. Some of those chocolates, some of those coffees that I get from Mexican San Andreas. It's smoking clean. It's a nice stick. I'm more than happy to be smoking it. I'll smoke it again. But compared to some of the other things that Cavalier does, I, I want I want a little bigger. That's fair. I think that this is a, a you know, we, we talked about, you know, with the hand feel. It feels great in the hand. The construction is there. Uh, I think that this for uh, flavor profile would work really good as a morning stick uh, at that price point, $11, 11 I would have a couple in my humidor. I think it's it, this would be a good cigar to start off with uh, before my Detroit Lions play on a Sunday morning. I will pair this with coffee next time and see and see what I get. See how it how it ends up. Um, I like it. I like what Cavalier does. I, I'm a, I'm a fan since since the day we met him, the day we smoked. I'm like this is worthwhile. Uh, I just for this one, I'd like a little bit more. But maybe for somebody looking for something a little bit more tame a, a really simple medium this would work for you yeah. this might work terrific for you it's time fingers malloy for news of the week tony coming up here in mid-august frontier airlines will have a new check-in policy they will be closing all airport check-in and bag drop 60 minutes before departure this is going to be the most strict check-in policy of the domestic airlines do you think it's unreasonable for an airline to expect you to be there 60 minutes before departure? Have they said why? What is there something that precipitated the event? Is, is it a safety thing? Is it a money thing? Is it a angry customer thing? Is is anything because I I, I didn't know when when the normal cutoff was. I would have assumed it was an hour. Uh, unfortunately, this is kind of uh, some of it is what. Uh, it plays into some of the things that you have been highlighting as some of your pet peeves when it comes to travelers. Uh, people are showing up late, not respecting uh, travel etiquette. They're, they're showing up between 45 and 60 minutes prior to departure, and they, they're creating problems by doing so. Because it, you know, you're checking are your luggage. Are they also showing up in their pajamas? There it is. Wondering who's going to carry them to the gate? Oh, now I'm just angry. And, uh, you know... You did it. I was fine. I was fine until you opened that Fingers Malloy mouth of yours and brought up airline travel. Now everybody gets a beating. The other thing, too, is it may have something to do with them wanting to reduce staff. With the 60-minute cutoff, the same airport agents can work check-in and then work the gate more easily. So let's say that's it. Let's say... Don't get me wrong. The customer is just insane these days. And what we're seeing on flights has to come to an end. But that's a money thing. Okay, that's a money this thing. This is just speculation. Uh, according to one onemileatatime.com, uh, perhaps uh, this could be about getting more people uh, who missed their fights uh, to buy a new ticket. So Ooh. you, yes. So there, there's that as well. So this, it's, it, it could be a money issue. Uh, it could be, you know, the... Yeah, Getting that that bag from where you're checking in to the airplane in a timely matter uh, manner, it's that too. Anyway, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to say, okay, listen, we are putting you 
on a plane and flying you across the country. You think maybe you could get here an hour early. So, sin- look, things happen, and you deal with the things that happen. But I have never understood the people who can get to an, air- an airport 40 minutes before their flight takes off, and they're like, oh, I'm fine. You're not fine. I am stunned constantly by people who think that everything is going to work out great. <laughs> Start with the following theory. Nothing's going to work out at all, and chances are you're going to get punched in the face. Start with that, and then it's kind of easy to work everything else out. I know that there are a lot of carefree people out there who have no problems getting on an airplane and they enjoy air travel. To me, it's stressful enough as it is knowing you're going to be 30-some-odd thousand feet up in the air for three or four hours. Why add to the stress level by you know, showing up 45 minutes before your plane departs. Part of it is the, the, the total lack of respect. Everyone should do it for you. Everyone should work around you. Why should you be inconvenienced? It is the same argument as why people wear pajamas on a flight. <laughs> why don't they care about themselves? Never mind caring about another human being. Well, let's face it. I know. I know. I sound, I, I, I'm four seconds away from screaming, get off my lawn. I'm Grandpa Simpson in this conversation. Airplane travel just isn't special anymore. Airplane travel, you, you may, the last flight that we took, it may as well have been Walmart Airlines. It was, it was awful. How Spirit treated us was awful. Well, I was and, admit, name. and no, no, I don't mind. And admittedly, when I sit in the big seat up front, it's better, not perfect. We sat in an exit row. It was the most uncomfortable thing I ever sat in, in my entire life. Not only that, the announcement uh, pre-board. Uh, on the way out there was, hey, uh, we may not have full beverage service on the way out. And then on the way back home, it was, listen, uh, we only have two toilets on this plane, so you may want to go to the bathroom before you get on the plane. Walmart Airlines. It was bad. It was bad. And look, uh, sometimes you can have a problematic flight in that way. It was bad, and we were treated. On the plane, we were treated great. Mm-hmm. But in the check-in and that over, we were treated like cattle. It was awful. And Spirit deserves the derision. It was almost like the TSA hired the people right. to check us in for the flight. And it was the first time I've really had for them, for Spirit, that absolutely awful experience. I find it interesting that United Airlines is now running television ads talking about how much they'll take care of you. As if they understand you actually have to appeal to the customer again to get their business. They're interesting ads if you've seen them. Tony often says we're addicted to our devices. Says it all the time. Says it to me as I've got my face in my phone. Fingers, you're addicted to your devices. Our devices, our computers, our cell phones, tablets, smartwatches, jitterbug phone. Oh, (laughs) you're definitely a jitterbug phone guy. And he may be right. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find Let's Go Barbecue and Let's Go Bourbon, the two books that we wrote over at Amazon.com and find all things Eat, Drink, Smoke on our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. So, Tony, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the future Hall of Fame quarterback of the New York Jets. One Super Bowl victory. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hall of Famer, one Super Bowl victory. That's true. By the way, they they posted a picture, the Jets, this week of uh, Aaron Rodgers posing in his uniform. Right. And it, it looked like something from uh, a Halloween costume store. 
<laughs> it looks so bizarre seeing him. He had the Jets helmet on and uh, the green jersey, and it just looks strange. Well, one of the things that people have kind of uh, mocked him for is he's talked about how he goes into the darkness. Into and, the dark, yes. And what this means is does he, he embrace it? Yes. Not 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 the kind of darkness where it's like the the Joker movies and you're the Joker. Uh, he went to a darkness retreat where apparently they they keep you in a room. It's completely dark. They they have a little slot uh, in the door where they'll s- slide you your meals, but you you're completely without a cell phone. Nothing on in the outside world comes uh, into the room. You're just sitting there in silence and in the dark. And I, th- I believe he said he was in there uh, for four days. Tony. How did he know? I th- he was I th- in the darkness. I think, think he made a reservation. Is it pitch black? Yes. I don't get it. I, I believe get, I don't get how black. that's relaxing. Well, you're alone with your thoughts and you meditate and you're able to reflect on what you've done in your life and what you want to do moving forward. That's apparently what he did and that's what made him decide. He thought going into the, the darkness, as he called it, uh, he thought uh, he was going to retire once he had time to reflect without any outside distractions for a few days. Uh, that brought him to decide to, to return to football. My, my question, forget, forget the darkness part of the conversation for a second. Kind of hard to do. Do you feel like if you were able to step away from, you, you know, you, you, you do your radio shows, you're the hardest working man in radio, you do 42 hours of radio a week. If you had two weeks off, do you think you could step away from all devices even television for a weekend. Two weeks? I could do it for two years. Not even a question, not even a doubt. Now, in the darkness, no, because I'm still afraid of the dark. You're afraid oh, of the dark? Oh, dear God. Really? Oh, not good for Tony. I mean, I'm a kid who grew up, when I was a kid, crazy nightmares, very vivid, very ugly, very... I, I, I know people are like, you don't actually dream in color, Bull crap! I dream in color, and it's crazy. I still, to this day, ha- have have nightmares. Do you have night terrors? So, if you're talking about like, do you shake? You're talking about screaming. Screaming. I've done that before. I've done that before, um, and it's scary. The first time it ever happened to me, uh, we were living in D.C. My wife had already moved to Florida. We were moving. My wife already moved to Florida. I hadn't gone yet because I was finishing some things up. It's a true story. I woke up screaming in a pitch so high I couldn't hit it again if I wanted to. And when so I remember doing it. But at the time when I was done and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to catch my breath trying to figure out what just happened to me I couldn't remember if I did it in real life or in a dream. Wow. I, and I, to this day, I, I think it really happened because things have happened since. And was that just a manifestation of stress or, or, or something else? And I, I, I don't know, uh, to be honest, because that didn't happen to me when I was a kid, but certainly nightmares that, that woke me up. Really, really ugly, violent stuff. I wouldn't do well in, in, in the dark. But the idea of taking my phone leaving it behind, 
going to Sedona, mountains are, are my thing, and just stopping, yes. And to the point where, and, and I think my wife understands this very, very well, and I wonder how many couples actually honestly engage this. I love family vacations, and I love time with her. I could use 48 hours just by myself. Just by myself. And, and, and part of it, I believe, fingers in your world may be different or the same because we do a lot of the same work. I'm talking all the time. Yeah. I'm engaged with the news all the time. And I don't, I don't want to talk to another person. I want to shut it down. So for that, I get what Aaron Rodgers is saying. I think that makes perfect sense. I'm a, I believe I'm addicted to my devices. I, so I actually looked into tr- seeing if I could find something like this. For, not for four days, but maybe just you for a night. You looked into doing the darkness thing? Oh, yeah. For the, but I, it's, it, it seems like the only places that do this are West Coast or Hawaii. You don't see much of this in central Indiana. Uh, but I agree with you as far as, I, gosh, I really enjoy doing road trips by myself. And, and traveling and, and listening to the radio, not worrying about anybody else and what they want to listen to on the radio, and then checking into a hotel, being on my schedule, when I eat, uh, if I go to the pool, what I watch, and having some alone time. I really, really enjoy that, but I, I wonder if I would enjoy that as much without my cell phone or my computer. Uh, so I will tell you that if I'm driving with the family, we're on a road trip, after two and a half hours, I'm exhausted. If I'm driving by myself, I can drive for four billion miles. It's so weird. I don't know what that is. I bought a car. I bought a minivan in Dallas. And I had planned for a two-day drive back from Dallas. It's about 15 hours. Nine days later. Right. No, but I got about nine hours down the road and I'd already made a reservation at a hotel and I thought I could I could totally if I hadn't prepaid for the room I could keep driving I'm not tired at all right I stopped and got my food just driving along listening to whatever I want to listen to and it was amazing because you're exactly right if, if you, it, it, it's just a different feel when you're driving and you got all the noise in the background and it and I think that that a lot of people will will be like oh you so you got a real problem with your family no, no. It, this isn't about love. This is about a recognition of the self. This is about a recognition of when I am truly unencumbered. Because look, I, 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 love, I love my marriage. It works beautifully. And I love the responsibilities of my marriage. I'm in. That doesn't mean that you don't want to step back from all things to make sure that you're all right and your head's all right and you're... You're you're approaching that marriage all right. You got to make sure where you're at, and so and then you're speaking to your spouse about how that's going, like that stuff, and then your kids and those relationships, and then friends and then work stuff. Sure, sure. Oh, I could do forty eight hours all by myself. No, no, not even with you, fingers. Oh, not even. I I'll tell you the only thing I've ever had as far as night terror. I haven't had any night terrors, but I've had sleep apnea. That's right. Episodes where I have leapt out of bed feeling like I was underwater grasping for breath that's happened to me a few times yeah, that's no should, fun you should uh, see a doctor about that yeah I probably should right you know what your doctor's gonna tell you exercise drat sorry 
Sorry. Luckily, as a fitness influencer, <laughs> you're going to be just fine. Did three burpees today. I feel fantastic. Drinking the Bond Stone. This is the Double Oak Bond Stone Bourbon Whiskey Double Oak. Uh, you can find that at Total Wine. 50 bucks. It's too high for what it is. But it was, it was a nice pour. And this Cavalier, this regional exclusive USA, in getting into the final third, it's building up a little. A couple in the humidor. I like what Cavalier does. Cavalier cigars. Fine people. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media. On Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke. And Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast. Podcast.